Greetings, salute and welcome, lady beings, gentle wanders and other creatures of the night. This is the Truth or Death podcast created by Lola Hamilton and Ebel, your hosts to diversify your life. It's time for insights on the creative arts scene, hacks and tools for healthier living and hearing stories from voices around the world to share their truth stories. Are you ready to dare your truth? A new episode of the Truth or Death podcast starts now. Hello and welcome back to the Truth or Death podcast. I'm Lola Hamilton and back on track with Marvel Magic and in delightful company with Hannah and Craig. But just before we dive into this episode of the week, a lovely shout out to Bangladesh, India, Portugal, Singapore and Sweden. Sweden is a new audience that we now have. Um, Wherever you are in the world right now, we appreciate you we love you and keep telling your friends families dogs cats you can all come and listen to the party so 2022 marvel magic obviously we're currently in a loop of marvel pause until may so by the time you listen to this we're hoping that you saw the last spider-man because we're going to talk about it definitely with spoilers if you haven't just join us for the hawkeye part but anyways here we are and here we go hello hannah and craig Hi. Hello. <laughs> the difference of excitement is because there's a Taurus and there's a Scorpio and polar opposites in astrology exist. Here we go. <laughs> How are you guys? What's up? What's up? 2022. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Please. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm tired. Same old. How are you? <laughs> You go first, Hannah. Oh, I'm fine. I yeah, I feel like my catchphrase now is um yeah, I'm good, thanks, just tired. But I'm always tired. Uh sounds yeah. like a delight for That's British a classic, thing. That is. Like. Yeah, it is a British. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel it's British. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh you know I am great considering that I've done my my resorting thing and as this beautiful TikTok at the moment says I'm cosplaying a person now that has their shit together. So that's great. Um, yeah, we're just going to dive right in. And last time you've listened to Marvel Magic, we were on to the first two episodes of Hawkeye. So today it's all about the last episodes because we didn't catch up since. Um, and basically from episode three on to six. And whoever wants to go first, ramble your thoughts. Uh, I'm currently scrolling through the wiki, so you might want to give me a minute. <laughs> I can't remember. Can't remember the last few episodes. When, when did when did it all? I was like November. Jesus Christ! I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I, hold on, I'm getting there. I was totally just gonna wing it. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just wing it. Like. Uh, I'll go with what I'm. I I don't remember episode three, but we'll just pretend it was good. Uh, it was. Uh, episode four. Let's have a look. Oh yeah, y- Yelena. Obviously, there we go. I remember that. We got uh, Yelena from Black Widow, and that was good. Uh, give me a second. <laughs> oh, the the blip. I remember the blip. There was a good blip scene. I do remember that. That was really cool. We I like seeing the blip from uh, different perspectives, and the house was really uh, well done. How it was just um, 
it was really like quick wasn't it if i remember correctly she just she's in the bathroom and then she comes out and like the time which is like i i like seeing that kind of stuff it's it's good that they're starting to fill the gaps in on that um there's that brilliant scene with yolina and kate as well and when they're eating mac and cheese <laughs> i remember that very well that was a great scene um and then I'll, I'll build up to the last episodes because that's the thing I probably remember the most. Obviously, the reveal of Kingpin was really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really great to see uh, Vincent back as Kingpin because he was so, so good in Daredevil. Um, and I, and yeah, that whole last episode, and I mean, the whole show has been really uh, enjoyable and way better than I, not that I thought it was going to be bad, but it it was way better than I thought it was going to be. And that last episode of all the trick arrows and all that kind of craziness was really well done. I think it's solidified Kate's position as, um, you know, a good character to have in the future. It's nice to have kind of Hawkeye's story a bit more, I don't know, some sort of closure and expansion in a way. Uh, and I'm glad he made it to the end. Um, he got some, there was some really touching stuff of obviously him and Natasha as well and sort of their friendship, which is all good um but yeah it's it's been a really great series uh i know everyone's mad that they think kingpin's like got killed off so easily that's the only thing i saw the most anger about but i mean the man got hit by a car and still stood up so i don't know what they're crying about (laughs) (laughs) most people can't do that like he gets literally rammed by a car and he's still fine so i think he's good you know i think he'll be fine (laughs) but uh yeah i think that was everything Yeah, uh, I think you kind of covered what I remember and what I was going to say. Um, I just love Yelena. I, do you know, I think Yelena and Kate are such a great dynamic. I think this is what I've been waiting for for Marvel to do for a long time for their in terms of their like female characters and their like female heroes because they've just got such a fun light dynamic and they're very funny and witty and they bounce off each other really well because, you know, I think we get that a lot from... Um, like I don't know like Peter um he's so like charming and cute and funny and so is Kate but we don't we've never really had that and then the same with like Ant-Man as well he's also really funny Peter Quill's very funny like all of these like male characters are all really funny and a lot of the the women are are fantastic love Kate Elena I think a lot of the female characters we've had before have been like have been great but they've just been very kind of like um you know, they don't say too much or they they do say some important stuff um, and they're just a bit more quieter or a bit more mysterious. And, you know, I think that's wonderful and I'm really glad we have that. But it's just really nice to see these two that are kind of like goofing around a little bit and a bit kind of ridiculous and a bit more, I don't know, whimsical in a way. Um, so, yeah, I just really love them and I'm really excited to see what they get up to next. Um, and, yeah, for me, the, the bits with... Um, Oh, like some of the such emotional bits like I was I cried throughout the entire last episode I'm not gonna lie it was just wonderful for me I was so emotional as I'm as I always am but I was really emotional and um it was the bit when um he was like when Clint was like yeah but Kate you're my partner I was like oh like she's been wanting this from the second like oh that was great and then the bit as well when um Yelena was like I really loved her and Clint was like me too and I'm like Oh, like, yeah, for me, this is what Marvel's about. It's these relationships and these amazing characters and their struggles. And yeah, so I was really excited about that. Um, 
I've actually since um, watched Daredevil since this because when I first watched Hawkeye, I'd not seen it and I binge watched it over Christmas. And I kind of agree. I like, I see what you're saying in terms of he got hit by a car, but I think it's just seeing, <laughs> seeing Daredevil um, literally get beaten to a pulp trying to like beat up Kingpin. And then literally it's just a bullet to the head kills him. Like, I don't know, like, it's almost as well, like, did Matt not think of this? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I see what they're saying. And maybe he's not really dead because there's always that thing in, like, TV and film and stuff. If you don't see his death on screen, he's probably um, still alive or survived somewhere. Um, and it has happened. People have survived shooting to the head, a gunshot to the head. You know what I'm trying to say. It's not so... <laughs> Um, so yeah, potentially, who knows, who knows? Also, I think it's, well, it's kind of unsatisfactory for um, Matt Murdock not to have gotten that kind of um, revenge or that, you know, that release, I guess, of get finally getting Kingpin. So that would have been sad, but yeah. But are we getting a season two? Do we know? Is that? Was it confirmed? I'm not sure yet. It might not be because, or like, it might take a bit more before they can confirm it. Sure. Because I think it's not. It wasn't confirmed right after, definitely. And sometimes no, it can take the line up to. Either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I hope so. I would love it if we did. Yeah, I'm with you on on the one. Like I, similar to Craig, I didn't expect it to be this good. I thought it's going to be more a simpler, you know, Christmas watch. Also, yeah. considering the last series we had before, <laughs> I was trying to pipe down my expectation <laughs> to those of Lolo's because yeah. there are certain writers and certain series <clears throat> I do not agree with. <laughs> um, so I wasn't, and, and similar because like, Similar to, to Loki, Hawkeye was a side character. So I was like, ah, is this going to be a good thing? And I think it's now certainly a Christmas watch for me whenever Christmas comes around. Because it's just, it, I, it's the kind of Christmas watch that you want that breaks the norm of Christmas watches. <laughs> like it's called Fraffy, because I know Fraffy from a production play in London. Um so apparently a lot of UK people are suddenly entering the Marvel universe, which is still something I have to progress to because it's like, you know, if you know Eternals uh, and who was in there and all that jazz, um, seeing more UK actors in there is just a great thing for me. Um, and, and just the kind of like more European presence of uh, actors in the Marvel universe is great. Um, shout out to Druig. <laughs> always and forever but wrong movie um i thought yelena and kate were great together as well i mean yelena chef's chef's kiss chef's kiss to this character in so many levels florence Poe is doing such an amazing job as this character um just the scene between her and clint is just that, that last scene and you just sit there and like there's so much pain involved, but yes, I'd be here for it. Remember when I said it wasn't tragic enough? This is the storm that I caused. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, every every time I'm sat crying, I'm like, damn you, Lola. <laughs> um, yeah, um, and then the thing, obviously, King, like, I also have to say the villain was great. Um, having a disabled villain in there um, is, is just 
I thought that was an iconic move and again shows similar to Eternals that, you know, we can place people with certain disabilities in there and make it a good story because it's not always about romance. It's not always about, you know, the the specific thing, but just making them or giving them space in there as well. So I didn't expect that. I thought that was great. A great move for more diversity, especially in a side series like this, considering it's not not the kind of like Avengers ensemble kind of stuff that we are known for. And considering Winter Soldier and Falcon did a bit things wrong when it comes to mental health and not enough, it was great to see that we got this kind of like presentation in there. What else? Yeah, Kingpin, he showed up and I was like, oh man, you're the kind of person that triggers so many memories from watching Daredevil. I hope you get punched. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he got punched. (laughs) Yeah, you count getting hit with a car punching. Similar to Craig, I'm like, he's not dead. He's not dead. Like, there's, like, there's a certain, I would almost say it's a universal screenwriter's rule, unless you show me the corpse. And even then, sometimes, keep in mind that, you know, until it's certainly death, death, absolute certain, there are so many possibilities and what could come next. Um... And the wave that it hits, obviously, and this also already goes kind of into spoiler on what we're going to talk about next. Um, we have Charlie Cox and Daredevil, obviously, confirmed in the MCU. Um, and that obviously brings us to the to the elephant in the room, which is the last Spider-Man movie and what we all thought about. Yeah, take it away, guys, take it away, and then I'll ramble my thoughts. <laughs> I mean, damn, there's a lot to uh, unpack, I guess. <laughs> like this, this really was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, it probably is the perfect Spider-Man movie up there with Spider-Verse at least. Cause I mean, that is also really good. Um, but this is his own level of like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it was, you know, with the build up to it and like how everything was going and, all the rumors, all the leaks, all the stuff that was like, you know, it, it didn't feel like this movie could be true. Like, it felt like maybe it was going to be, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I thought maybe we were going to get like cameos or, you know, stuff like that. But I didn't think it was going to be what it was. But man, like this really delivers on like all angles. And there's like, like people like as someone who's grown up, you know, from like, you know, and experienced all the Spider-Man and stuff like that. Like it really <laughs> gets you like. It, it just hits all that like right spots. I it just yeah, I can't get over how hyped it was seeing it on release and like, you know, even you you had things like Charlie Cox and obviously uh Daredevil back and that was alone, you know, that was like damn, like I was like, I can't believe they did that. And then it just continues to deliver, you know, all the villains are incredible. Like seeing them again was amazing. And then I mean the portal scene alone is just like I could not believe it <laughs> like i could not believe it when they they both stepped through you know andrew steps through and uh it was it was like oh my god this is real and then when toby steps through it was just like i could my mind was like oh, holy shit you know it was everything you could have ever wanted and to to not try to ramble on about it for ages like i could but the whole last segment with them obviously all teaming up and when they all like web swing off each other and just god damn like the the spider-man content we got then was like the best it's ever been and then even to the point of 
you know, I was so scared that this wasn't going to be uh, our Spider-Man's film, you know, because of how it was going and, and stuff like that. But man, even then, it still packs like such a punch and is like the perfect end to kind of Holland's trilogy, you know, and it really sets him up to finally kind of be the one that we want to, you know, the Spider-Man that we, we deserve after all these years and in such a beautifully tragic way that, you know, by the end of that, you just feel like your emotions are just, a, you're, you're a wreck. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that was uh, everything. I, I, I'll talk about the post-credits maybe another time because that's a whole nother tangent. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, damn. Just this whole movie, I just... So me and Lola actually went to see this in the cinema together and, oh my God, like, it was just incredible. I'm just so glad we got to share this experience. Like, oh my God, like... uh, uh, It was just so good. I I don't know where to begin. Like, yeah, seeing the three of them together and, you know, I think as well, like, for me, it really, like, illustrated to me the... The diff, the like, why, um, what's so good about all three of them individually as well? Because like, just in terms of things like, obviously you watch the films and you're like, you know, a lot of them is quite similar story. And I was just like, oh, like I, I finally can see like all, like oh, I was <laughs> just, I'm just so excited for this movie. I still need to see it again. Like, I just such a good film. I. Yeah, like there was a lot kind of riding on this, and we'd had so many kind of, as Craig was saying, like kind of like teasers and like, oh, we'd seen so and so on set, and that kind of like, you know, preempting. And I think with a lot of Marvel films, you kind of get that thing of going, oh shit, is this one going to be good, or is this one going to live up to the expectations? And for me, it one hundred percent did. Um, And like, I felt like it was really good to the fans as well in terms of like. There was moments like, can we say spoilers? I'm assuming we can say spoilers. Okay, good. So the moment when um, Andrew Garfield catches MJ, I was just, oh my God, it was everything I wanted and more. And I was just, his face, like Andrew's just such an amazing actor and I just could feel the pain. And like him and Zendaya just did that whole scene so beautifully and it was just incredible. And I just loved their their relationship for the three of them. It was like Toby and Andrew were Tom's dads. Like it was just so cute and their support for one another and just the kind of whimsical chats they had, like things like cracking each other's backs, like ridiculous, but I loved it. It was just so wholesome and like them swinging together, like, oh, just so great. So, so great. Um, And yeah, I'm excited to see what happens because I know, I think, well, Rumours through it, we're getting more Spider-Man films and apparently we might get another amazing Spider-Man film, which would be amazing. Like if we did, I would love it if it was after the aftermath of this one. That would be so cool. Rumour has it, Tom's coming back for another film. Like all of this stuff gets me really excited because if they can nail this and do this so well, like what can they do next? Like this is, yeah, this is really exciting. Also the amazing, no, wait. Into the Spider-Verse trailer was sick as well. So excited for that. So, yeah. Spider-Man, yay. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I'm going to start from the just the experience in the room. I think the last most exciting similar situations I had in a cinema that that are so present to my mind was the Hobbit trilogy and the audience uh end game obviously 
And then before that, it was Harry, the last Harry Potters, the last two Harry Potters that had the same audience where you could feel the emotions in the room. And that's what I love about cinema. I mean, I have to say, I'm also that kind of cinema goer that is often not in the release, like in the release weeks, when, when and like to the times when the nine to five people go into cinema. I usually do it on my like, you know, um, early morning hours and stuff. So I never really have the big audiences. And I'm, and the other, no, actually the other recent situation I had was also West Side Story, but I saw that twice. Um, and I just, I think it's one of those moments where you look, because like my mom used to tell me about these moments she had in cinema when, when it's completely different movie, but she's, she told me always about similar experience, for example, when Dirty Dancing came out and just people went to the cinema, cinema and it was just the atmosphere in the room that everyone was just, we've been waiting for this, this is happening right now and stuff. So to have this, ex like, first and foremost, I'm si similar to you, Hannah, I'm glad we had this experience together, but just everyone in this room was so on board with it. Like, the moment Daredevil showed up, everyone was like, oh my god, what is happening? Like, there was clapping, there was crying, there was laughing, there was pure entertainment just from the audience. I was one of those people when, P uh, when, when Andrew's Spider-Man showed up that... Oh, man. Because it's just, if you know a couple of episodes before, Spider-Man is part of my childhood. It's part of my teenage years. And I absolutely used to love Tasm so much. I knew everything about the whole production and behind the scenes. I was absolutely gutted when it got cancelled because they just had so many beautiful plans that were true to the comics. They had great casting. Everything was just so done well. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man 2 is by now still one of my favorite movie movies. I will never forget the clock tower moment that they did so iconically with all, all of it. It was just so beautifully done. And I knew the plans and the scripts and what was going on behind the scenes. And then to find it, like, I was trying to not have any expectations at all because I was like, it's going to break your heart if you're going to sit there and think that you're not, you're kind of getting the end that you were hoping for for the TASM series. But I wouldn't say it. W I wouldn't say it was better than I expected. I would say it's the end that no one saw coming that we all needed, because um, it, it's this is a movie that is. I feel like that that's such an iconic piece to. Because there are three generations in there almost, like with Toby's generation of watchers in the sense of like that's my Spider-Man. Because I have friends who are like Toby is my Spider-Man. Then you have me, who's like, no, Andrew was always the one for me. But then also now having having the newer generations who obviously got introduced to Tom first, mostly before they started watching, and to all have a combined in this movie and to be served so well is just an iconic cinematic moment. And I'm so glad we experienced that. And... Andrew just outdid it for me with so many scenes in there. Like, it was almost like you going back in time and seeing seeing what we could have had. And then, as you mentioned, the the, the clock tower, the almost another clock tower moment where he catches her and you sit there and you're like, I'm going to cry because this is so good. And just, oh, there were so many 
so many great things in there. And then also to have, because Tom was so, so extremely young, obviously, when, and I think that's, there are, there are so many themes in there that are so great portrayed, because I feel like you could almost put it aside with, you know, when, when very young, young actors get their blow up before they are even somewhat an adult. And that's kind of like the situation that we're facing with Peter in the movies. Like he's so, I mean, they are technically all, you know, the 16 high school age and stuff. But, you know, Toby and Andrew always had that kind of like different vibe to it in the more of like college students kind of ish when it comes to responsibility and stuff. And Tom Holland was really that kind of like, you know, it reminds you of your, your teenagehood when you were so innocent towards themes around the world, but he he got thrown in there and, and he it it was taken away from him. And then what does it even mean to be responsible? And I feel like that's if you put a trailer into our content nowadays, that is what happens to a lot of young actors out there because they get the blow up and then they are out of the normal life and um i thought that was so great to see on like the theme itself also how he dealt with like maybe they maybe these villains will never change but who are we to not try and that was such a such an interesting storyline because i didn't expect it I um, but I also have to say I made sure I was not reading too much into the stories before because I wanted to make sure I'm not getting spoiled by anything, not seeing but not not seeing anything that would ruin the experience for me. And then there 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 was so much like you could literally so many themes in this movie you could take it out of context and put it into a into our frame of like how to deal with things and stuff like that. Um, iconic hands down hands down and i'm i i'm excited to see now what i mean i'm with the rumors that are now out and there i'm again similar to everything else that marvel is doing at the moment i'm trying not to read into it i'm just trying to be laid back and just have it a bit of like uh let's see and you know i don't want to get my hopes up too much um but yeah, that was like, I, I cannot wait one day to just, you know, pass this on to, to younger generations and just tell people about this. Like this used to be our iconic cinematic moment and one of the most cinematic iconic moments that we had definitely in history of cinematic moments. Yeah. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. It definitely feels like one of those ones is going to be so hard to like, like it's, we're going to literally feel like those like, grandparents that are like rambling to their kids like imagine trying to explain this to like your your like kids way down the line who like you're like 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 look you don't understand like this one's from the 2000 spider-man this one's from like the 2012 spider-man and then this one was the current spider-man and these three teaming up and like he's all emotional because he let his and they're just looking at you like yeah okay like, okay granddad like let's just get you you know off to bed now <laughs> you don't understand how important like i can remember like it's funny because i can remember my dad doing that to me like showing me stuff like and and me just being like yeah like and <laughs> like and now I feel like it is definitely headed down that route of like just the same sort of thing like I mean my dad's stuff is less extreme I guess like who's showing me like Muppets and uh <laughs> like things from the 80s so it, it's you know it's it's really uh 
it's that's a whole other tangent that I won't I'll share for another day but uh, I just like feel Muppet like frog. yeah I'm a big Muppet fan me but that's oh, like that's, that's a story for another day um but yeah this this film really did just somehow uh like balance everything which is so impressive in itself because like you say I really like the villain plot I think that's really well done the idea that he has to help them like he wants to help them and stuff like for for the amount of people we had in it and stuff like it really was just well done it's like a really perfect spider-man story like it just suits his character so well like you know even having like it's nice to have obviously like strange and the supporting sort of role again and it's nice to see him as kind of the you know the sort of uh, you know like it, it makes that world feel a little bit more real you know that he's kind of he wants to help him and you know he doesn't have that same relationship with with spider-man or with peter because he just doesn't he doesn't see things the same and that's obviously what causes them to kind of disagree but by the end he kind of looks he you know he does almost feel it's, it's heartbreaking really he feels you know he doesn't want to do what he has to do <laughs> you know he realizes that that you know peter is almost oh, our peter the mcu's peter is um like the perfect kind of hero right like it's so sad that he has to do this to a kid and stuff like that and yeah the villains were just all really touching as well like it's some of them were all really well done and i mean we didn't even i realized i didn't even mention like that i no one i don't think mentions uh uh mj uh, not mj sorry uh like aunt may that's what i was thinking of like my god <laughs> like they really they really ripped like the heart out with that one that was what broke me down uh, just that whole sequence is you know it, it was so I, I it was weird to me when I first watched it because they kind of fake you out and she gets up and you're like oh I was like that's really weird like she took such a hit like and she just got up so I was like oh that's fine maybe she is alive like and then you just obviously get her like you know she's like I'm just gonna catch my breath or whatever and it's like that realization that everyone had when they realized like yeah, he looks down and you see her like bleeding out and you're just like, oh no. <laughs> like, and you just watch as he just, you know, you just sit there and watch her die. And it's, you, there's some really obviously amazing shots after that of like him in the rain. And yeah, that was really well done. And I, it really sort of, it, it, you know, added that emotional punch that it needed and sort of, and then also linked to the having like the rest of the Spider-Man, I thought it was really sweet how they all obviously connect. And again, it's that I think it's that really like solid um, sort of foundation of why Spider-Man's like almost up there is like one of the sort of perfect superheroes, you know, because it's just no matter, you know, what universe, no matter what story he's had, they all have the same experience. He's all they all got told the same thing, you know and that they all have their own reasons for doing stuff and even in their sort of darkest moments you know they haven't they haven't gone off the rails you know as much as they wanted to and yeah i just loved all that stuff yeah couldn't agree more <laughs> it, there's so much it's honestly like it's oh. it feels like a film you have to go see like if you haven't seen it by now you probably weren't in like you're probably not fussed but like yeah, being there in that crowd in like the first sort of screenings and stuff like that. And yeah, I've seen it a few times now and it, it's still like I, I can feel my heart beating when it gets to like seeing them come through. And yeah, it's just it really is <laughs> like everything you could have wanted and sort of more. I don't know. It's crazy. 
yeah, I think what what the movie also told us, um, or basically I have to say, December releases, oh my God, like my heart was ripped out in so many ways. Uh, so in December we had, which is season two, which I'm not going to talk about because I'm still healing. <laughs> um, yeah, don't, don't say anything. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm not going to say anything, but once you have seen it, we're going to have a chat. <laughs> uh, which is season two came out. Then we had West Side Story. Then we had, I haven't seen Matrix yet, Matrix yet, but that was then. We had Kingsman, uh, which is also one of my favorite franchises out there. And then, yeah, it, w- it was Spider-Man. I, and I remember, I think it was, no, I, I think I first saw West Side Story. Then I saw... Spider-Man with you and then I saw Kingsman and I was just because like I uh, Kingsman and West Side Story were both movies that had to be put back and pushed back but they were out there for so long and all three movies basically had this eye-opening moment for me again of like isn't it great that we live in a world where this artist just created and inspires us so much because like with each production of this and it's almost hard it's not even to compare them because like three different genres and stuff like one is musical one is comic heroes and one is spy movie basically um but there was just so much passion in there and and you think that they created that in the middle of a pandemic and made that possible it's just i was i was just very lucky and happy to sit in cinema again and see this and it gave me a feeling of almost hope in each production that I saw in the sense of like, it's just so great to see this kind of art again and just have it out there and and almost come back to what we were so used to. Because like, as I said, December had so many release productions of like what should have been out there a long time ago. And then we're kind of like picking up now on the releases of like the f- first year that we are kind of like getting the releases according to plan. Um, yeah, so seeing all of that is it was just so great to to have that experience. And what Craig mentioned is like we're gonna be the grandparents that are trying to tell our our grandkids why it was so iconic. And I, I believe it's hands down one of the the moments that I like to remember in just in film history. As I said, like there were a couple of other franchises before where I had similar audience audience experience of like just the feeling in the room and and the greatness of it and I I mean the other thing was definitely Endgame because I don't think that I've ever felt the room like but the difference was Endgame was so full like the room was tension (laughs) 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 because Endgame was just this thing of like we've been waiting for a fucking year you fuckers (laughs) um in the sense of like, but we don't know what's coming. We absolutely don't know what's coming. Um, obviously, there's so much controversy about Endgame, and I still stand by it that it was. And even now, I would say like Spider-Man Three was obviously so much better than Endgame with the storyline and all what what is in there. But regardless of that, the cinema experience was similar in the sense of the tension, the the emotions in the room, and. I cannot wait to see more productions again where it's just like, oh, we've all been waiting for this. This is great. Sure. I think it's so interesting as well, actually, because um, a friend of mine went to see Spider-Man after all the hype 
and she'd had a lot of things spoiled and she was just kind of like yeah it was fine and I was like what do you mean it was just fine and she was like well I kind of knew what was gonna happen and things and like which is why like I love seeing Marvel movies on the week they come out or very soon after they're released because the experience is like half of what I love about the films because whenever I watch them now half the time I'm like even if it's not my favorite like again like Endgame not one of my favorites but oh my god I sit there and I'm like oh I remember when this bit happened oh my god I remember when this bit happened because like the bit I always get is when um like um Cap hears like Sam going on your left and Cap's like what and then you see the rings come through and then you see like T'Challa walking through and one guy just at the front went oh T'Challa really loudly and we were like ah hilarious but like every time I watch it now it's all I can think of and like part of those experiences of what makes cinema look so great and like even even like seeing like things like the final Harry Potter and stuff I've still and like I've seen um a couple of the Star Wars films as well when they first came out and stuff like that and even then it I think Marvel's like in another league of its own. It's like still so different and just like, oh, the atmosphere is just amazing. Like it's 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 almost a bit like theatre in a way, because like, you know, on in theatre, like even if the same show is every single night, in that moment, in that show, that night that you go is completely different to if you go a week later, if you went yesterday, because, you know, some things go wrong, some things go right, people react in a different way, people laugh in a different way. And I think it's exactly the same as how you experience a Marvel movie, because you kind of like, you know, maybe if you go by yourself, it's a different atmosphere. If you go with someone else, it's a different atmosphere. But if you like, you know, go on like opening week, some people laugh at something Star-Lord does some people laugh at something T'Challa does or whatever it is and it, it's just yeah it's such it's unlike no other and it's always just so exciting just to see how they react especially at like a film that's so like anticipated like Spider-Man or Endgame or whatever so yeah it's just always so much fun so I recommend to anyone <laughs> but, I think yeah. it's even crazier with like the fact they like I, I know people love to sort of uh, not hate the MCU. I mean, people do love to hate. People love to hate everything these days. But like, people love to like act like the MCU's hit its like end, or like you know, there are those who just you know they check in and out and stuff. But I feel like this is the first time in a, in a little while now that everyone, like, even if they didn't care, they they were still like, God damn, this movie was good. Like, you know what I mean? And and not only that, but like to get us again with portals is insane <laughs> like yeah, yeah. you know so I, I was just thinking about it when we were saying it then like it's kind of crazy that we had a portal scene in one film and that blew us away and yet somehow like when that first portal opens in this one yeah. and you sort of see him in the distance you're like you know your whole mind is just like no like you know you're like no and then he steps through <laughs> pulls his little like mask off and you're like oh my days like and then like I say you're like wow that and then like even in that moment you're like man that was crazy and then the second one opens and you're like no <laughs> you know you're like no it's, <laughs> it's not again like, and then you just see this little like you know clearly older like you know it gets you right in the feels if you sort of you're a big fan of Toby and it's just man yeah it's it's crazy like the people that still like think the MCU doesn't have it, like it totally has it. <laughs> like, and I can't. I hope we continue this kind of level of insanity still for years yeah. to come. Um, I've just got a quick question actually for either of you if you want to answer. But like, what? So like, obviously, if like, if you don't, then fine. <laughs> I didn't want to know anyway. <laughs> okay. Just <check> it. 
I hope you want to answer it now, just to annoy you. But um, I was just going to say, um, so obviously now Ned can create the portals. Do you think this is going to go somewhere? Or do you think that was just in this movie? Is this like a in next time on Ned? I don't know. Oh my, that would be, do that I, would be a do great I have show. my drafted tweet? Let me see if I, I can't remember if I tweeted it out or not. Hold on. I don't know if I saved it or not. Hold, hold on. <laughs> You're it's, looking for it. I'm going to answer very quickly. Yeah. Oh, yes, I've got it. Yeah, I, go, have go on, feeling, you I have a feeling we're getting a connection. I have to say, I haven't, since I saw it, I haven't looked into all the Easter eggs mm-hmm. kind of situation theory stuff. So I might do that at some point. Uh, so I haven't seen anything on the internet yeah. really because I've been, you know, trying myself into musicals or shit. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm acting like I have other things to do in life, but really I'm just consuming musical interviews. <laughs> um, <laughs> Love that. Uh, no, so I, I don't know all of the, the Easter eggs and situations, but I do believe that we might get a connection just to the sorceress. So because like book the first time we were thinking of like is that a hinge to Shang-Chi and and stuff yeah. you know um but I think it's just I think it's somewhat connected definitely to the to the family string of like you know the the wizard side of what they're going to show I mean we're getting a second Doctor Strange so there's so much that it's going to open up yes. technically also the connection of Loki and and stuff. Um, as you know, as we know, Michael Waldron, the guy that wrote the Loki series, is in charge for the second Doctor Strange movie. So I'm not having hopes at all. Um, but the teaser trailer looked good, so uh, we shall see. <laughs> yeah. In terms of Ned, I can't remember if I read this somewhere or if I've just made this part. Up. This isn't what I was going to say. This is just something I was thinking. I feel like I read somewhere the other day that it was something to do with like they they had another way of there was another way they were going to do that scene i can't remember who it was though i can't there, there's definitely i'm pretty sure out there maybe it's in the deleted scenes or the concept art oh that was it no yeah wasn't it we were going to have america chavez be the portal kicker uh who's in doctor strange 2 she was going to be the one to bring them through but they didn't want to do it they for some reason they didn't put her in this one because she's in the concept art and so I think it then went to Ned just because it was obviously makes more sense or it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> but, <laughs> but as in it it was the next best thing rather than obviously introducing a whole nother character that no one would know. But um, for anyone that doesn't know, just in case she's her ability is she can basically like punch and I don't know if she can kick. I know she can punch basically poles into other realms like she can punch her way through the multiverse, basically. And uh, we'll see her in Doctor Strange, too. Um, so they obviously with it being multiverse madness uh but yeah so that was that was how they were going to do it so i think obviously with in terms of like what it could mean for ned it'd be kind of cool if it was a i hope it maybe continues to be a running gag but i have a feeling just the nature of how things will be i don't think we'll see them anymore i don't really see i don't think we'll see ned or zendaya again i can't think of mj i don't know i can't think of a name um, <laughs> two letters, Craig. That's just because I was just literally thinking of like I was I was naming one the right name and then naming the other the I don't know irrelevant. <laughs> um, so yeah, I have a feeling we won't see them at least for a while. So and I don't maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like their relationship's kind of closed out at this point, and we need him to kind of 
it'd be nice for him to maybe watch over them still but i don't want him to i don't want them back in it almost you know um and it's it kind of goes the same for me with um in terms of like when you guys are speaking about uh there being like the possibility of them doing more spider-man films as much as i really as in like uh of uh toby or andrew uh, I really don't want them to do more stories just because for me, it's so nicely wrapped up now that I want more of Tom, obviously, but I would, if, if you're going to show me more of them, I only want it to be like tidbits. Cause I just think it's like, it's just, it's so nicely closed off. It would be silly to open it. Um, but yeah, that's another tangent in terms of my absolute banger tweet that I made, well, I saved <laughs> as a draft cause I didn't want to tweet out because we were still in spoiler territory. Now, this joke might not, it depends how much uh, like TV Lola saw back in the day, but do you ever remember a show called Ned's Declassified Survivor Guide, Lola? Did that, does that ring a bell to you? It was a Nickelodeon show, Drake and Josh kind of era. It could be that I, like, if it's a Nickelodeon show, I possibly have seen it because okay. I inhaled it. Because in my draft, I wrote, can't wait to be 50 years old and watching the MCU's next film, Ned's Declassified Sorcery Survival Guide. And I didn't want to tweet that one out yet because it was still early days. But there you go. Absolute banger of a tweet. That's iconic. We love that. That was completely. I have to say, like, that a lot of, I think what what was great was that the fan base was also very chill this time. Like, for real, like, Mm. I think, I think none of the people that I knew were spoiled or, or like, I think there was even a hashtag of like keep the secret or something like that, um, just to make sure that you know, until a few couple of weeks are gone, no one has seen it, uh, no one gets spoiled in the sense of like what we saw. Um, so yeah, I would say we wrapped up here. Um, we mentioned the teaser trailer, but we will certainly be back. I believe when we got a couple of more trailers regarding Doctor Strange, for sure. We will be back with another BuzzFeed episode. So if you haven't listened to the old BuzzFeed ones and want to hear me freak the fuck out of the solution <laughs> that I had on the on the quizzes and such, um, I also can't wait to... to spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> I just said a name. Okay. <laughs> um... Yeah, I cannot wait to do certain tests again just to prove a point that there are other characters in the MCU that I stand by, but not what BuzzFeed is telling me. Um, yeah, we will be back with some BuzzFeed shenanigans. And obviously, if if you want us to comment on a certain Marvel situation, because we sometimes when we have a long run, we obviously have some time to rewatch some of the older movies. We might do that as well. It's obviously until May before we hit the next movie, uh, which is so. I think it, it's also another build-up situation of like, yeah, be ready for what's coming. But you know, <clears throat> there are writers out there that took away my trust. <laughs> so uh, we shall see what happens. Um, I try to have no expectations at all. As MJ said, don't have any expectations, so you can't be disappointed. <laughs> I love that, like, all, all, the, all, like, our generation in that live was just like, ah, oh, yeah, that one, yeah, that one feels a little too, uh, a little too real we... on that one. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good times, good times in crying time. Wicked. Thank you for joining me again today, Marvel Magic Gang. 
Wherever you are in the world right now, thank you for tuning in into the Truth or Death podcast. We will be back with some more Marvel magic and shenanigans next time. And I hope wherever you're on the world right now, sleep, day, about to go to sleep. I mean, we will also be your entertainment if you want to fall asleep, obviously. Um, <laughs> like, I'll be asleep asleep myself. Listening. Yeah. <laughs> so don't come on me. I'll be asleep. Yeah. Take care, and we hear each other next time on the Truth and Death or Death podcast. Bye!